Howdy everybody out there, this is Big Beefin'. This is JP and I am one third of that Big Beefin' show. This is Aaron Rollins. What you doing boy? We have a ride, bring us in Shane. Now you may be asking, what is Big Beefin'? Well, the answer is quite simple. Big Beefin' is... Where all of your wildest dreams come true. That's a good one, that's a good one. <laughs> you stop listening halfway through. I knew you were podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's his goddamn yard, and he put the property tax on a damn thing. And he said, wait a minute, Rollins, you got to be smarter than fucking average bear. And I looked at him, I said, that goes both ways, buddy. And he kept talking, I just left. <laughs> average bear, that's a, that's a yogi, yogi bear, right? Isn't that? He's that's funny. a yogi bear reference, but that's not the fucking point, man. But the, so That's bullshit. If, hey, are you okay? Did, didn't you tell that one yesterday? I just told that one yesterday. Like, Aaron, are you okay? That he states that Bigfoot is there in plain sight. You just choose not to see him. <laughs> That's not what I meant, damn it. Fuck, you never mind. Never fucking mind, John. You don't want to fucking walk your fat ass and don't walk. There you go. See? That is. <laughs> no. Uh, no beat the drops. Let's get right to this. Hello, my name is JP. No need for no MC. I've been keeping it real since 1983. <laughs> Shit my pants on the big leaf and Just enjoy the show. Mr. Black. Everybody. Nobody's here. You're recording though, right? We're live. <laughs> no, I, I was actually, since nobody was joining in, I, I thought, well, let me see. There's got to be like some kind of, you know, back in the days when they had chat rooms? When they had the niece. No, you dumb shit. Chat <laughs> room. Not back in the days when they had the knees. And everybody have a little bit of peace. You, you had to say it. You had to say it. You couldn't help yourself. You know what? I know what you were doing. As soon as you said it, I was like, damn it, man. He's bringing all this shit back. Somewhere, uh, one, of those, one of those heating girls has that audio tape of us saying that stupid shit over and over again. That's funny. They told me they, they had it. They said, yeah, you guys are talking about some weird stuff. And I was like, oh, I hope that tape never makes the light of day. Um, it, would be kinda, huh? it would be kind of neat to take that trip back memory lane, you know. There's a tape that me and Derek made that he kept uh, a hold of for like nine or ten years. Yeah, Marie's told me about that. Yeah, it was well, stupid. So, so what I was doing was I was like, well, there should be some people like on Skype that you, they're letting you know that they're on Skype. So I started looking it up and fucking... Damn near everything. It's like for a, a porn star. It's like for an actress. It's it's a session, so it's a pay. <laughs> so I was like, well, fuck, man. There's nobody that just wants somebody to chill and Skype. Like, no, just you know, the chat. And there's a couple other podcasts, but not yeah. many. But most of it's women, and they're like, it's, you could tell what it is because of the yeah. way they're dressed. And yeah. I was thinking, I was like, well, they all charge per minute. I was like, if there were any free, I'd hit one of them up. So I sent an invite. To like 30 different people, but none of them responded. I've just been sending invites all night long. They don't know you. They're not going to respond to you. They might think you're a scammer or something. Yeah, but you, know, you got to roll the dice and hope there's one person willing to take a chance. And yeah. some people, so this one guy on here, he's like, Skype me. Just find me on Skype for free. Well, I don't know. It kind of looks, I can't even be hoping women join in. You try inviting him. He's got Skype. Who? He wants to promote our cousin, Austin. He wants to promote his music and shit. Oh, does he want to come on the show? 
at some point. You can in fact, you can just send him a message. You got him on Facebook, don't you? Yeah, he added. Uh, he he subscribed to our channel on YouTube, so I'll have to reach out to him and see if he wants to get on. Yeah, I know he can talk. What are you eating right now? What is that? Is that corn? <laughs> corn. <laughs> what is it? Where's John and Daniel? Well, John, for whatever reason, I think John's wife had enough of him being on the podcast, so he can only do it three days a week. No shit. So this is why the thing about alternates needs to be addressed. Yeah, you're right. I just, yeah, I know. Well, Eddie, Eddie can't do it unless I give him notice. Like, I got to tell Eddie ahead of time. I can't just call Eddie randomly. Yeah, and, and Matthew's not really reliable because you never know what he's doing on the truck. Um, you know, he's driving or if he's with somebody, so you can't yeah. on him. So um, I could reach out to Gabriel, but I don't know. I don't know. Set up his Skype thing yet? Let me let me try to see if he's on there. Get Jacob, our cousin, or or Austin, our cousin. Get somebody that's related to us. When we went to that stupid ass family thing, everybody was talking about, yeah, man, we'll get in it, we'll get in it. It's time to call in on that. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but yeah, so we'll uh, yeah, we'll I'll reach out to him and see if he wants to be on and talk about. Well, how the hell it's going down there in Austin in the music scene? Yeah, uh, he I just dropped the album. What does he do though? I mean, what's he doing? Make music. His girlfriend kind of, you, you know. <laughs> well, it's like, I, like we, like we both know a guy we grew up with, Aaron Myers. He he actually makes money off of music. Um, yeah, but he also travels internationally. He works. He works at a nightclub in Washington D.C. and he does church. And between the both of those, yeah. he, he makes he can make a living. He can survive in Washington. Um, so he's got real talent, man. He's real huh? talented. What? He's a really talented singer. I mean, he's all right. Whatever. He's not like famous and shit. He's okay. No. He's famous in Washington D.C. Uh, I would say he's probably well known, like everybody knows him, like he's on the circuit. More than they would know you, goddammit. Well, I've never fucking been there, so why the fuck would they know me? <laughs> You're a, an internet personality. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, there might be somebody complaining about that fucking puppet that I did. They may say, hey, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Told somebody about it. <laughs> Daniel the other day was saying... uh he was like, they know what's wrong with that video. And I was like, yeah, we fucking know. Like, <laughs> we are well aware. A friend of mine was saying, as long as you would just introduce it, saying, I, I just worked with the materials I had on hand, nobody would be mad at you. But you didn't bother doing that. <laughs> well, I, I didn't think I had to explain myself. Okay. <laughs> and if, if there's ever any controversy... All I can say, all I got to do is come back, and I know they could watch this, and they'd be like, well, you just said here. But I'd have to delete this video. But if there was ever any controversy, I could just say, oh, I thought it was blue. It was like a dark blue paper. And then I go fucking, I go to some craft store and find some fucking dark blue paper and be like, see, this is what I cut it from. It's just I had poor lighting. You're, you're fighting an uphill battle, man. And I just be like, I was, I was going for a Grover look. I only looked at Grover from Sesame Street. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the poor lighting made it look like something else. The crazy thing is that that video 
has the most views of every video on the Big Beef and YouTube channel. <laughs> Even crazier than that, Daniel's his series, his his uh his uh video puppet videos, all of them have more uh views than the Big Beef and channel. I guess we're not entertaining. I think all but one. Well, I, I also think he promotes the shit out of it. I think he uh, he tells everybody at work and they get on there. Like, I don't. I've hey, hey you got to get on my YouTube channel, boy. You got to watch it. <laughs> oh, I, I think it's just casual conversation. I think because Daniel's been like, he's like a fixture in that store. Like, he's probably been there longer than anyone else. I think he got to that store when it fucking opened. <laughs> And he's been there ever since. Maybe not right when it opened, but not too long after it opened. Is that the is Walmart the only job he's ever had? No, he worked at HEB for a little bit. He's he's had other jobs, and he has part time work every now and then. Uh, huh? He does a little part time work every now and then. But he he had, he had a nickname back in the day. They called him One Day Daniel because he never lasted more than a day at a job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got over that eventually, but like, uh, I think their mom worked at Sterilite for a long time. That's where Bernie Sanders worked. Yeah, I think she's retired now. I don't know if she's still there, but um, but they, all the Pimentels, all of them had to do a tour of duty at Sterilite. They all had to serve. They all had to try to work there at some point. And I think Daniel's. I mean, I think it was just one day. I think on his lunch break, he's like, "This sucks. I'm not doing this." I think John lasted a weekend, something like that. Michael was there for a couple of weeks, and then he checked out. So, just uh, and some of them jobs, man. Entry level work kind of sucks, you know. But you know, when you get when you stay with a company like that, like John and Daniel have, and you're there for that long, eventually it's not that bad. Like you just got to stick it out. You know, I'd, I'd say I'd say most people that you know that are decent employees they'll last like five years and they'll be, they'll move on to something else but if you stick it out and you just stay eventually things will get better but where they where walmart shot himself in the foot is they started doing salary caps so you can only make so much money in a certain position and once you've reached that cap you either got to promote up to another position or that's it you're not getting any more money so kind of sucks it's kind of shitty when you think okay you got that company they're the number one aside from amazon i think that they may amazon might be a little ahead of them but they're definitely in the top three companies retailers. in the united states yeah well yeah retailers definitely um they're in the top three and so the shareholders which is mostly the walton family you know billions of dollars in wealth i mean the grand Sam Walton's great-grandchildren are set. Like, they're loaded. As soon as they pop out the mom's womb, they're riding fucking fancy cars. Their bicycles are gold-plated. They're fucking... They're, it just, A big wheel with an actual motor in it. <laughs> yeah. When they, eat, when they eat from their plate, their spoon has a little diamond in the handle. It's got a little fucking shiny diamond. Um. Anyways, all I'm saying is... So that's that's if you at the Sam Walton lineage, it's probably about two hundred people or so, 
And those 200 have more wealth than the entire working class of Walmart. <laughs> come close. When you put it like that, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. So, and that's why Bernie Sanders is always fucking going off on Walmart because of that very reason. It's, it's one thing to say, okay, so there, there's an argument about capitalism, the fruits of your labor, right? So if you bust your ass, you work hard, opportunity will present itself. You know, if you, if you need more income, you go work a second job. If you want to make it big, you save. You make some sacrifices in other areas. And then eventually, when your lucky break comes, you make a move. And it works out. Well, you know, that's all fine and dandy when, when that happens. But when it's super successful, and, and we're talking you're up in the billions, what what do you possibly do? And I'm not talking about you're spending it and you're pumping money into the economy. I'm telling you your bank account just says $6 billion and the money doesn't move. What happens then? <laughs> I knew you couldn't get that face for fucking more than three seconds. <laughs> like you, you were laughing. You got a grin in your voice, and I could tell. <laughs> as soon as you start laughing, I'm going to fucking start laughing. <laughs> Dumbass, man. But no, I, I know what you mean. And I, I had a conversation with somebody out here that's uh, a Baylor graduate and said that, you know, it's got to be a psychological issue that somebody is wanting to generate that sort of income and then keep it. And not do anything with it other than spend it. And then not only that, but maintain that level of income and prolong it. And I, I don't I don't see the valid the validity in that validity, sorry. Because if if you like you said, the fruits of your labor, if you put in that time and effort and energy and have made those sacrifices and you know you've gotten divorced, uh, you've filed bankruptcy, you've been homeless. Um, I mean, you've you've done whatever you've done, you know, giving up time with your family. Uh, one of the guys I used to work for, he went, you know, he missed 14 birthdays of his daughters, 14 of his daughter's birthdays because of work. And and you would think that, you know, people that have done that, the compensation for it is money. Um, what's, what's wrong with your hair, man? <laughs> haircut. No, you don't. <laughs> Why don't you just shave it? Our cousin Daniel shaves us. Look good on them too. And wear you a cowboy hat. Nobody has to even know. I look like that fucking thing from the Goonies. <laughs> uh, not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's kind of fucked up. But I, see, I always thought maybe if they just had like a, uh, you couldn't inherit money, like you just over a certain amount. Like if it's over a hundred million, you can't inherit that. Like cap it out. Maybe not even a hundred million. Maybe like fifty million. That's the most you can inherit. I, I I don't know. I think for the people that have earned it and they want to give it to their kids, you should be free to do what you want with the money that you've earned. However, the caveat is is that nothing's for free. So somebody in this deal is getting fucked, and it happens to be the lower class working American. Who, like you said, gets a salary cap and can't work, can't earn more money after like ten years or so, and you know that's that's just kind of how capitalism is. If 
Uh, and uh, it was like the movie The Social Network when they were talking about Facebook. It's all about who gets there first. And if you get there first, then you get the benefit. If you don't get there, then you got to run the fucking slow-ass race like the rest of us. And I, yeah, I mean, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, shit, man. You got you got 300 million people in the U.S. Okay. So that's not even half a billion. And if some bastard like Bezos, you know, I don't know how much he's worth, but I think it's hundreds of billions. I mean, Bezos, I don't know. It's the guy that runs Amazon. Oh, okay. Warren Buffett's worth several billion. I mean, when you got that much fucking money, if you, when you have just a few people that have that much. You know, why couldn't they just make sure everybody gets fed? Why couldn't they make sure humanity... It's not their responsibility. It's not their responsibility. Everybody has a choice of what to do with their, their lives. And if, well, I think it's shitty that they choose to buy a fucking $300 million house with fucking every car you can imagine and fucking planes and private jets. I mean, look at... Okay, let's, let's, uh, let's micro this. Let's shrink this down. So you don't have millions of dollars at your disposal, but how much is that fucking toy collection behind you worth? Yeah, I mean it's it's an investment. It's worth a lot, um, and not everybody would spend money that way. Running a homeless shelter for that kind of money? Well, not yeah. running a homeless shelter, but you know. I mean, I could probably feed. I could probably do the the feed the children for one one child in Africa. I could probably swing that. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's a dollar a day to feed the children. It's probably what I'm averaging on my collection, the upkeep and all that. Dollar a day. But you had to spend the money to get the collection, though. Yeah, it's true. Which was a, a purchase almost every damn day. And, and that well, shit about you taking parts of different toys and returning them in packages that didn't belong to the toy. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Yeah, what the fuck ever. <laughs> yeah, so uh Oh, there's a Yeah, I mean, you know, anyways, it's just uh it just seems like I, I get what you're saying that there's levels to everything. But I'm not on that level, man. It's not like I can fucking go like if something bad happened, like if my car just blew up, it just it spontaneously combusted and the car's gone. Okay, the only way I can bounce back, I would have to sell some of this stuff off. But if you're a multi-billionaire, yeah, you don't have to. One of your car catches fire, you don't think you go out there and piss on it. You don't give a shit. Oh well, fuck it. Grass for this million dollar bill. <laughs> I don't like that car anyways. Yeah, they'll put out the flames with hundred dollars. <laughs> it's they'll, disposable. They'll just he'll, he'll take a big old fucking pallet of cash and throw it on top of the, the car to put out the fire. And you know, I think um, there's something to be said about incentivizing philanthropy um, because there's and, and and even though you do that, there's still people that are philanthropists, like uh, J.K. Rowling. She was on the Forbes list for like one of the top. 100 That's the exception to the rule. That's like the only one out of all the billionaires. The only That's, one that you heard. No, there's others. Still, there's one more guy. He's an Indian guy. He pumps all his money into like research to better humanity. The guy who made uh, Five Hour Energy. Yeah. 
That guy, he's got like, uh, he's trying to cure, he's trying to cure the water problem in India, and he's also trying to solve the electricity problem. So he's built, his engineers have built this um, rig that you hook up to your power meter, and the first hour of the day, you ride a bicycle. It's a bicycle, it's a stationary bicycle in your house, and that riding that bike will give you enough power to last throughout the day. That's badass. Well, Akon, the music uh, artist rapper, whatever you want to call him, he's been doing a lot of work in Africa, uh, providing water and um, solar panel electricity and crap like that. So he's um, he's not a billionaire, but he's definitely a multimillionaire. Right. He's doing a lot of work, too. So I, just, I think people can just do better than what they're doing. I mean, you know, it's like the other day, uh, I was listening to Joe Rogan, and this guy was like, he's like, man, I, you know, I know the fame kind of gets annoying, but I know it's nice to have all that money, but I really just want your cars. You just got so many cars. And it's like, you know, seems like the money could be better used for something else. Yeah. Well, you 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 see those people and they're they're a product of materialism and materialism is linked to capitalism. You know, that's we're gonna have to get off this subject. People are gonna listen to shit and be like, it's fucking depressing. Nobody wants to hear about this. Yeah, nobody wants to listen to that bullshit. Um, um so I, I saw an article the other day. Uh, so I've got a Google account, and it shows me a news feed, and it'll be Yahoo articles, Medscape, all these different uh, channels that I've Netscape's visited. Dead, so I know it's not Netscape. Medscape, Medscape, Med, M E D. I heard it. I heard it. Now it sounds yeah, like Netscape. Yeah, <laughs> not anyway. <laughs> there is this article about conjoined twins. And man, I, I haven't seen like Siamese twins or conjoined twins in a long ass time. And it was, you know, two heads on the same neck. Well, not the same neck, but on the same set of shoulders. And one one head controls one side of the body. One head controls the other side of the fucking body. And they were talking about relationships. And I, I literally, I was scrolling through my phone and I paused. And I said, somebody wants to fuck that? What the hell? <laughs> if, if it's wet, a fucking dick is going in there. I couldn't believe that shit. I mean, everybody deserves love, and I'm not trying to judge these people. Their life is hard enough as it is, but I just I can't grasp the concept of being physically aroused by that. <laughs> if it's cramming in, there was a um, there was a documentary I saw about this woman that by birth didn't have any legs, and so she walked around on her arms and shit. And yeah. so I'm talking like from the hips down, like she had. The female, like, you know, piss and ass parts, like where she could pee and vagina and all that. But no, no thigh bone, no, 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 no legs. And uh, she ended up meeting this guy. And I guess, you know, they did what they did. And she goes to the doctor because she's like, you know, I don't feel right. Something's wrong. And she said the doctor came back and he just had this look of disgust. Like he was just like. And she was like, what's wrong? And he's like. You're pregnant. And and she was just she felt so ashamed and just so weird because he seemed like he was disgusted that somebody would fuck her, you know. She didn't have no legs. And she wasn't bad looking. She wasn't bad looking. She looked okay. I mean, you know, she just was half a uh, half a person. And, Which uh, I, I don't see a problem with you being an amputee or maybe just born without a certain uh, limb. Uh, that that happens, but goddamn, that guy would have had to pick her up. And hold her. 
<laughs> well, she's got hands. She can make it work. <laughs> I guess so. I guess she would have to lay. I guess I'm, I'm being a fucking idiot. She could just simply lay on her back and he could just maneuver. Yeah, just do the work himself, which that gets on my fucking nerves. I hate doing all the fucking work. Oh, being on being on top. But they, you set the pace then. You work as hard as you fucking want to work. I don't feel comfortable talking about this with you anymore. <laughs> what? You're my goddamn brother. I don't want to think about this. <laughs> Just talking about fucking. You're the one that brought it up. Yeah, I don't know why I, did. I went down this road. <laughs> uh, so on down that road. There's a uh, big uh, stink getting kicked up, and I know I'm talking news, and it's not Wednesday, but you know whatever. whatever. Yeah, whatever. We're at that point now. <laughs> The uh, trial for that lady that ran up in that dude's apartment and shot him and claimed that she thought it was hers. Uh, the last article oh, I read said... Drunk-ass fucking cop? Well, there, there's um, testimony that I, I saw on a website that uh, you know was covering the whole thing and said that there was some uh, sexual intercourse involved. What, the either she, she, either she was sleeping with that dude or uh, she was sleeping with somebody that knew him. Um, so it, it got real entangled. Uh, after they went to trial, but uh, she tried to throw out, I'm sorry, the defense tried to throw out the case and declare a mistrial because of prosecutorial misconduct. They um, violated a gag order that said they couldn't talk about the case, and the prosecutor talked about the case in an interview. Uh, the judge, you know, denied it and said, we're going to go to trial and get this straightened out. So, Yeah, that happened in um, that fucking, uh, who were those people in Wisconsin that were on Making a Murderer? Oh, I saw that article too. The D- Brandon Dampsey or whatever his fucking name was. I remember, but there's some people that went to prison for that shit. The main guy, there was a at one point in his trial that the the DA had admitted to doing something, and the defense attorney was like, "Your Honor, if you just heard what he said, we have to have a mistrial. There's no other option." And it's just like, "Yeah, all out, just fuck it. The guy's going to prison." <laughs> I don't know. The problem is we don't know where that woman what happened to her. We don't know. And we'll probably never know. Yeah. You know? Um, well somebody uh somebody fessed up to it, said that he did it and those guys didn't. Yeah. Somebody that, that's already in prison that's a uh a, a notorious serial killer said that I killed that woman. Yeah. But you well, know that, that's what happened the first time around. That's what's happened the first time around. I don't know if it happened again. Yeah, it did. Oh, so that's on the news right now? It's yeah, it's a new article that came out. Let me take a look at it to verify. Making a murderer. Prison confession. Wisconsin inmate allegedly confesses to making a murderer killing. Oh shit. What did I just say? Hey, um, you're talking about getting people on the show. Why don't you get Josh on the show? Get old Red. Yeah, I sent him an invite. I don't know if he's got Skype set up. Like you said, man, if fucking Matthew can figure it out. Oh, it's been turned over to investigators. Yep. Yeah, I said it was uh, kind of strange. Yeah, and like I was going to say, you know, you, you can't lend it 100% credibility right out the gate. You got to look into it first, but 
it's very interesting that another person stepped up and said they did it too. Yeah, I mean, why would what? Why would you know? Unless they just like the guy and they they feel bad for him, and yeah. they know their life is fucked, and they're like, "Well, my life is ruined. I might as well help this guy out." At least, well, I mean, at least the, the cousin, man, that fucking kid, that shit pissed me off, man. He was fucking mentally challenged. It's like Forrest Gump, the kid, not 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 Stephen. Oh, yeah, Brandon, that that kid, he was a fucking idiot. You know, I'm gonna be honest, I don't know what you're talking about. You never saw the show? No. Then how the fuck do you know anything about it? <laughs> I saw the article on it. That was it. All right. Like, so, oh, for all the listeners out there, including Aaron, my co-host tonight, there's a Netflix series called Making a Murderer. I know that much, goddammit. Chronicles this guy named Stephen Avery, who was convicted in murdering this, this person way back in the 80s. Come to find out, there was another guy that confessed to the crime, but the courts didn't fucking care. They didn't listen to the evidence. And the guy gets uh, gets locked up and does like 14 years for this crime that he didn't commit. Through some miraculous DNA work or something, he finally gets out. He's acquitted or he's, you know, everything's released. He's released. Uh, About six years after that, this woman goes out to take pictures of the property for an auto magazine and she vanishes, never seen or heard from again. Uh, police immediately arrest Stephen Avery without even knowing anything about what's fucking happened. They immediately arrest him. Uh, they arrest Brandon Dampsey and they start fucking interrogating him. Brandon Dampsey is a Stephen Avery's nephew. It's his sister's uh, son. And he's slow. He's mentally challenged. Like you can tell just by talking to him. He's not. He's Forrest Gump level. He's he's. He's right here. Right he's, not fully, cut off. he's not fully intellectually developed. The state average IQ is 75, Mrs. Gump. And you know, is right here. That's where he is. Yeah. And and so for some reason the judge ruled his testimony as competent, and it's like they fucking they grilled the guy for four hours. And they 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 basically told him the story. You put her in the trash can, didn't you? You burned her body, right? And he's like, yeah, that's what we did. And, like, he had to be prompted to say anything. Anyways, they're both doing fucking ridiculous amounts of time in prison. So if they get released, it's going to be some shit. And the prosecutor that handled the case got fired for inappropriate misconduct. He was sexting sexting one of the the, uh, criminals in a different case. That's crazy. Well, that, that shows you that bastard's a piece of shit. It's inter- interesting to, I mean, because they're, you know, these people that handle these cases, judges, lawyers, bailiffs, all that stuff, they're all human too, and they're capable of making these mistakes, but you just That's, never, I mean, you hear about thing. They're fucking humans. So they, we talked about this in school. You know, when you walk into a courtroom, first of all, there's, there's this imagery aspect. The courtroom, it's built like a temple. They're always old buildings. They look like from the turn of the century, and they're always kind of pointed at the top. And the judge walks out in a fucking robe. Nobody wears robes anymore, except for priests. Um, Mason guilds? Freemason guilds. Fucking weirdos. So they walk out in robes, and then they sit above everyone else. So they look down upon you from their high bench. Judge you. 
<laughs> it's just fucked up, man. The system needs a fucking read. It's a redo. It's a total redo. Total recall, huh? Well, and, and nobody's innocent until proven guilty anymore. Yeah, and that was supposed to be the whole thing that differentiated us from the British, because the British, you got to prove your innocence. That's how it is nowadays. You have to prove your innocence. Yeah. If you go to a jury and you say, hey, you know, they told you all this stuff, but, uh, you know, you got you got it's beyond a reasonable doubt. So, you know, if you have any doubts, it's reasonable. Don't convict this guy. If you did that shit, you'd fucking be disbarred and you'd be fired and you'd be all over the news. They probably would lock your ass up. <laughs> so anyways, uh, what, what else you want to talk about? What else is going on? <laughs> you dropping the call uh mom said she's got a surgery coming up uh fourth eye surgery you know when that's gonna be or yeah so uh, i think it's this week dang okay um i don't know i don't have any big news to drop down anything that's really all that relevant so john told me that in his spare time he likes to investigate paranormal shit how does he do well you know, you know how it is. Well, he did say he made a trip to the library to try to find some books, but the library ain't what it used to be. It's not used. To, you know, whenever you watch a movie, like you go to what is that? What's that little dance you just did? Oh, Gray Mercy ain't what she used to be. It's from The Simpsons. You don't remember the old man dancing? You do remember? No, you look like a fucking idiot. Um, no, it's so. Uh, the library, like if you watch a movie or a show, and the library is like this this institution of research and knowledge, and there's all this shit there, and there's all these old dusty books that have been sitting up there for decades. Oh well, it's not really like that. Most libraries are underused; they're understaffed. It's volunteer work. Yeah, there's no money in it. They're involved in community projects and shit. So, and then there's fucking, and the Fort Worth library down here is a fucking shit ton of bums that ruined the whole fucking thing. Yeah, try to have a ride or a cigarette or something to eat, or they're up there charging their fucking cell phone. It's like, how the fuck can you afford a cell phone, but you can't afford no fucking food? Well, everybody's got a cell phone. That, that's just, everybody's got a cell phone. Well, you know what? I bet you they're on some sort of government benefit that gets them a cell phone. That, that makes sense. So, anyways, he went to the library trying to find a book on vampire hunters. Found some books on vampires, but nothing about actually hunting vampires. So then he tried to look. He went into the he went into the uh, World Wide Web and tried to find somebody online that hunts vampires. Just walked in. Is that what he did? <laughs> he just fucking walked in there. Do, 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 do. <laughs> fucking John taking a stroll down the internet. He's like superhuman samurai cyber squad. He fucking digimorphed into the fucking computer <laughs> he's like tron he went to the fucking the tron thing um but no he didn't find anybody and it's it's like of course you didn't find anybody they're not fucking real I'm like you're gonna, no. have to, you're gonna have to go to romania and find like some old fucker whose great 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 granddad did it and even then all he's gonna tell you is like uh yeah, he just went around uh, and after they were dead, took a stake into their heart. And that way they went well, 
You know how where um the whole legend came from, don't you? Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. Yeah. Um her him and another lady that was uh convicted of crimes for like bathing in the blood of the women she killed and she killed a whole bunch of them. They said like so it was rumored she killed over like 600 kids. But Vlad the Impaler, the whole Dracula story came from him because he used to take people and stick them on a spike and uh he did it with Oh, and this this was testimony that I read that was really disturbing. He took women and he put them on a spike and then took their babies and put them on top of the spike with the women. And so the babies are like, you know, crying and trying to get their mom to make the pain go away. And they're just slowly dying on the stake. And he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, those, so, kids, those kids are probably bad anyways. So. Well, the historians say that because of his extreme tactics... He had the most stability out of any ruler that came through that country. And, I mean, this, this shit worked. So, but it was, it was very brutal, some very brutal killings. He said the, they called it the uh, the forest of corpse trees or the forest of corpses. And um, it was like 23,000 people had been stuck on spikes and it went all the way down a road. Yeah, it was when he was fighting the Ottoman Empire. It was really bad. Ugh. I like that armor he had in the uh, in the movie. Which movie? That Red Dracula. Which one? There's like five. Well, there's only one where he's fucking wearing armor. I don't know about that. The red fucking armor from Bram Stoker's Dracula. Keanu Reeves. Gary Goldman. Uh, I remember him having red armor. Yeah, at the very beginning he had that armor on. Yeah, he had the big beard and the long hair. Gary Oldman, man. It's good shit. Huh? What? The dude's name was Gary Oldman that played Dracula. <laughs> I already said that. I already said Gary Oldman. Oh, I didn't hear you say it. All I heard you say was Keanu Reeves. I know, because you weren't fucking listening. I was li- I just Never mind. <laughs> oh, man. What's your favorite uh, sci-fi series? So, um, I have a whole shitload. I mean, you TV or book or movie just or pick what? pick fucking one. Pick one. Yeah, I can't say I got a favorite, but I'm reading the Warhammer series right now. Well, we've talked about Warhammer to fucking death. We can't talk about Warhammer anymore. <laughs> uh, it's almost at the end. We've actually talked about fucking Warhammer on this show. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, that's not... I've read one Warhammer. Ron, like, he gets super focused on something. He don't want to let it go. He just wants to keep talking about it. And so we just kept talking about it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, so when it comes to TV, uh, I, I used to love Farscape. Uh, that didn't last very long. It only lasted a few few seasons. Um, I've always loved Futurama. That's one of my favorite shows ever. Um, of course, there's always Star Trek. Uh, I like Star Trek mostly because of its longevity and all the all the spinoffs that they have that have actually been successful. You don't know very many Star Wars spinoffs, do you? Not many. There was one. Uh, there was one with the Ewoks, and these little kids went to the fucking Ewok planet, and uh, it was pretty bad. We, we yeah. rented it one time at. We were at movie shop in, in Kearns. Remember the movie shop? Yeah, a dollar a fucking day, two dollars on Sunday. God damn! <laughs> for, a video game, for a video game, it was a dollar eighty-two. Dollar eighty-two, huh? Yeah, and he moved his head like that too. Yeah, <laughs> no, he didn't. 
<laughs> he said it's dollar eighty two. He's uh, he's been dead for a while, hadn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Was it Mr. Farmers? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, the, the teacher lady's dad. Yeah, she still teaches. I saw Ms. her at um, Tabitha's uh, thing for her baby. He actually went. No, I saw Becky Farmer. Yeah, here. Becky Farmer. Yeah. I, at Tabitha's I was baby shower. Huh? huh? <laughs> Damn internet connection. <laughs> if, if, people, if people have made it this far, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's just getting painful. <laughs> you stay, managed to stay. I, I was talking to John about this the other day. I was like, man, we've got to figure out what we're about, man. I don't think we can keep doing this. Just randomly talking about bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> like he'll talk about, like him and, him and Daniel talk about the what about Bigfoot guys. They're about paranormal shit. That's what they're about. It's all they talk about. They don't talk about like. Really do that. Look, look at the conversation me and you've had today. We've talked about fucking Dracula, <laughs> Vlad the Impaler, fucking on top. I mean, all kinds of bullshit. Uh, rich people. Yeah. It's, Legal shit. It's crazy, man. It's fucking. Was well, kind of like uh, radio shows? I imagine this was like a radio show where you. Uh, yeah, that's you the format I'm shooting for. Something kind of like Russ Martin. Just we don't have any bits. We had one, one star or less, but we fucking ruined that because we didn't do yeah, any work. I didn't look up a review today. Yeah. I didn't either because it's fucking. That's why I didn't do it. <laughs> Eddie suggested that we just go to a one star restaurant and see the service for ourselves and then record it as we're there. Uh, I, I think you get into some gray areas with that when people don't want to be recorded and then you end well, up posting it. So, so what you would have to do, you'd have to go like to a fast food place, order the food, and then go sit outside and record it. Well, you're not getting the, the whole experience then. Just like with all those other people, it's usually a rude waitress or fucking cheese or some sort of condiments not working inside the restaurant, you know. So if it is a well, restaurant. I was kind of hoping Daniel would got on here tonight. He was talking about this one restaurant by the football stadium where he works at, and uh, it was called Good Enchiladas. And, like, me and Sarah, when it opened up, I told Sarah, I was like, hey, maybe we should check that place out. It just opened. That means their food's going to be fresh. Well, we never did. And, like, as the time went on, like, the place stayed open, but nobody was ever fucking there. And I'm like, how the fuck are they staying open? And, like, their food's got to be – because at that time I was watching a lot of Gordon Ramsay when he was going into people's kitchens and shit. And one of the big problems he had was that their customers were going down because the owners of the restaurants, their food was getting bad. But they couldn't sell it. So they kept it like in the freezer and shit. And so that's why their food was always bad. So it was this cycle, this cycle of shit. They just <laughs> and uh I think good enchilada hit that cycle because Daniel said he went there and he said at first it wasn't that bad. But then after a while, it's like I can't eat this anymore. It's garbage. And I bet I bet he ate some fucking old ass beef that had been sitting in that fucking freezer since opening day. Because nobody was ever fucking in that place. I never once Saw more than two cars in that parking lot. Good enchiladas. <laughs> bet they were. Yeah, I bet they were. Uh, so what's up with okay. that uh, Marine that passed away recently, the 22 guy? So that was Carlos uh, Garcia. He uh, was actually in the Army. Um, he was really big down in Houston and 
he moved out to McGregor and he was trying to do stuff over here in Waco and he was hanging out with somebody that actually know Jacob and I met Carlos when we had a cigar night because he wanted to do cigar nights in Waco he has a lot of connections here and uh he from what I understand because my my neighbor actually that lives in the apartment next to mine is a paramedic and he heard you know rumors about the the accident that he was in he wasn't wearing his helmet while he was riding a motorcycle and they took him to the ER and they did assessments and brain scans. And they're like, yeah, he's 90% brain dead. And if he comes out of this coma, he's not going to be the same. So uh, over time, it just uh, didn't get any, any improvement. So they pulled the plug. Uh, he was a good dude. I, I didn't know him super well, but uh, he, he did really good things for the community, especially in Houston. From what I understand, um, I only knew him through a couple of uh, exchanges and that was it. Had a really nice motorcycle. If something ever happens to me and, like, you're the only fucking person that's there, don't pull the fucking plug. Don't pull the plug. Uh, okay, I got that now. <laughs> Never pull the plug. Don't do it. Don't say, oh, he wouldn't want to live like this. I know he wouldn't want to be. Don't do it. I'm the wrong person for you to be telling this to, man. <laughs> there is a chance. There's a chance I could come out of it. And I want to take that chance. Because you're going to go in for surgery. And you're going to be knocked out. And I'm going to go up in there. It's like, oh. He's not coming back, is he? Well, he might. I'll just go ahead and pull the plug. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't want well, the plug. Well, it's good to have that set in stone. I haven't written a, a will myself in a while. I need to update it. No, yeah, that's fucking sad. <laughs> anyway, um, so I've got something going on this weekend with uh, Team Red, White, and Blue, which is an organization I've just joined recently. And we're trying to start a chapter quote unquote here in Waco and it's a community event organization. And when I say community event, it's either social gatherings or it's athletic workouts or uh, a myriad, you know, conglomeration of things. And um, this Saturday, before I go to Brittany's for Logan's birthday party, which you know about that, don't you? You, you don't know. They're going to medieval times. He's nobody, turning 10 years old. Nobody told me. Well, I had to ask. That's how I know. Huh? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> anyway. What uh, time are they going? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's Sunday. It's the 29th. I don't know when they're going. I said we got something going. Oh, uh, 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 John's baby shower is on the 29th. So, uh, and Sarah likes medieval times, so maybe we'll stop by there afterwards or something. But if they've already bought tickets and shit, you know, we're not going to be sitting by him. Does Logan know? Know what? That he's going to Medieval Times. I guess so, yeah. I don't know. Oh, did you text him? No, I talked to Brittany. I asked Brittany, what are y'all doing for Logan's birthday? It's this weekend. So we're going to Medieval Times on the 29th. So going on the 29th. Do you think we're in a uh, simulation? Fucking... <laughs> What makes you, why are you going down this road? I just want to fucking know what you think on it. This up. Huh? Oh, we talked about this Friday? We talked about this already. I can't remember if I talked to you about it or John. What? This is kind of weird not having them on the show. <laughs> We're losing track of time. We don't know what day it is. Have we talked about this already? <laughs> right. So uh, John had said he, he presented a scenario to me for the baby shower. 
his wife wanted him to invite some of his coworkers. Like, so you can invite some of your coworkers. And he's like, I don't like any of them people. I don't want to invite them. And she's like, why are you like that? And he's like, I just don't want them in my personal life. She's like, well, Shane invites coworkers to his stuff. And so John was asking me, he's like, what, what's up with that? And I'm like, well, yeah, some of them, yeah, some of them I'm cool with. You know, you make friends. And, but I think the difference is, I didn't tell John this the other day, I didn't think about it. But I think the difference is, like, my, my coworkers, these are people that went to college and finished. You know, John's coworkers, I mean, chances are they got a roommate and they're living in an apartment. And, I live in an apartment. <laughs> how many how many paper shower invites are you getting these days? I'm not getting any. <laughs> yeah, I, I really I don't really have a lot of social interaction anymore. Back when I was living at that house, I was like at the center of all kinds of parties, get-togethers, gatherings, dinners, and after like two years of not having anything to show for it, I, was, I thought, you know, when I get this apartment, I ain't fucking with nobody, and I don't. <laughs> what do you do all day? Huh? What'd you do today? I wrote a little bit. I've been writing. Yeah. Yep. Oh, November's coming up. I got to try to finish my. Actually, what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to take Alistar, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to narrate that and put it up on Anchor to, for people to listen to, like an audio book. I've yeah, I also thought about taking some of the audio from the chalice and narrating it and making that an audio book too. Don't do it. <laughs> if you want to do anything with the chalice, you need to turn it into a novel. Because you have the elements of a good novel. Intrigue, uh, a villain. Uh, I told you what I was going to do. Whatever. Well, I'm I'm working on the apothecary. That's my next book that I want to get written, um, which you didn't fucking help me find. But that's okay. I ended up finding it. Anyways. I looked. Uh, I, I sent you what I had. All, so all you is the thing about the fucking dogs biting his leg and shit. So I found it, and I'm gonna. You know, it's only like twenty something thousand words, and my real struggle is. You know, I'm simulating this worldwide catastrophe, and I've only been to like three countries. So trying to make up terrain and descriptions of all these areas is really hard. But I chose uh, Bulgaria or Belgium, one of those two, because I actually know somebody that's there. He's a physician's assistant, and uh, I'm going to ask him for, you know, insider information. We actually still keep in touch. I met him in Afghanistan. Yeah. Okay. So what about the book that you're publishing? Are you made any headway with that? Oh, it's been done. I just, Baron, uh, Iron Ruin. I pay a, I pay a fee. <laughs> How's that working out for you? Uh, it's a lot of fucking money. It's like eight grand, but they, uh, they print the book. Uh, they do all your publicity. It's a really nice car. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not paying it all in one go. You know, you pay it over time. And um, they handle all your social media. They put it in different stores and they put a name brand on it. And, um, you know, it's they send you all these copies and you can do like, uh, you know. And when does that when does that happen? Oh, uh, when I finish painting. Which is five years from now. No, which will be next year. I thought it was going to be in August, but nope. 
that ain't happening. So they're but not going to cancel the contract, right? They're not canceling it. They're going to let you pay it. Well, yeah, I, I pay it every month. I was just hoping that when I was working at Evans Enterprises, I was able to put back enough money to pay it all off and be done. But I don't work there anymore, so I can't do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, on the other hand, then you got like me, I self-published. And I don't even know if I cracked 100 bucks on that thing. So, you know, I expect to make $1,000 or so because I've had 40 or 50 people roger up and say they're going to buy it. Um, and so if that is a clear indication of people just seeing the book and be like, okay, I'll give it a chance. You know what you should do when you get your copies? Like, go set up in front of a Barnes Nobles, but don't ask for permission. Just set your fucking book stand up there, like a little table, a card table, and put your books out and say, free signing. And, like, the managers will run your ass off eventually. Be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Why do you want me to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Why Why do you want to set me up for that kind of embarrassment? Get <laughs> <laughs> <Hey> now. <laughs> Started poking the broom. <laughs> get out. <laughs> Yeah. Hey. Get on now. Get on. <laughs> You're just standing there. Hey. I, I got book here. Ah, stop. <laughs> that shit hurts. <laughs> anyway, um, well, the goal is is to go to various places around Waco with all my copies. Of course, I'm going to, because some people gave to the um, fundraiser, which I didn't get any of the money from that because we didn't reach our goal. Too sad. But there are people that I have their names, and I'm going to make sure that they get, you know, signed autographed copies with a thank you note. Yeah, there, was, there was a uh, been a couple times where like local authors will set up shop like at the comic book store or something, and they'll they'll, they'll be like, you know, we walking by and they're like, hey, do you like science fiction? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, well then you might like this story. And I'm like, hey man, I don't want to buy your fucking book. I don't read, and I'm in a comic book store. I don't read, but I'm the only one in a comic book store. It's like you should have, you should have put your sunglasses on. It's like I'm actually blind, so <laughs> just walk in. And I'm like looking at the books and shit. As I'm, as I'm perfectly <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just, you know, that's you're gonna have, you're gonna hit that wall when you try to sell your book. You're gonna be like, man, this fucking sucks. Nobody wants to fucking talk to me. Um, well, I, I don't. I won't, that's why I pay all this money to this publishing company so that they can do the, you know, word of mouth advertisements for me. I don't have. To I would do suggest it. if you do a book signing to like let your friends know, so that yeah. way some some people actually showing up, and then they may draw other people to see what it's about. Right. Yeah, I got, I got a crap load of. They, they're going to give me 75, 75 copies. And I paid an additional $500 for uh, illustrations. So that's Did they like the book? Did they like it? Um, they read some of it, but they, I, when I submitted it, uh, I was picked out of a group of, I think, 20, 20, other, uh, 20 others that submitted it, and 12 of us got picked. So they didn't read all of it, but they read enough to know that, okay, we're going to publish this one. Yeah, well, we're going to publish once he pays us $8,000. Yeah, and we're all paying. Everybody that signs up with Dorrance pays that money. Um, really want to get to the point to where uh, they're paying you. 
So once I pay for the fees and they publish, then yeah, they'll give me a they'll give me a percentage of all the sales. Which you know, I'm not expecting it to make. This isn't a, a career move right here. This is a dream I've had since we were in school that I finally finished the novel and somebody was willing to publish it. So I you know went with the went with that anyway. Um, the idea is is that once I get this one written, I can work on another project that I really feel passionate about. And that's the apothecary stories. Uh, and I, I've got a, a friend that wants to work on um, a complimentary series to go with that, which would actually be kind of nice. But uh, just just get this one out. Get this one out there and, you know, say that I actually did it. And then I have credibility. I'm a published author. I'm not like a New York Times bestseller. But, you know, if they can give me some sort of rinky dink state of Texas award or a national literature thing, uh, say, hey, it's acknowledged because it's worth reading. It's not great, but it's good enough to read. That's all I need. It's all I need. A little bit of a stretch to say you're going to get an award. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. But you know, if it because did, you're not writing about some fucking dog or the countryside or high school football or being racially oppressed or some bullshit like that. Yeah, you're writing about. It's a really good insight uh, to the military psyche, especially uh, specifically combat veterans. And not just that, but also first responders. There's a whole lot of civilian casualty and, and trauma management that goes on in this novel. And you get to see the technical aspects of that and how it takes its toll on resources, uh, fatigues the people that are doing it. And, you know, you just you see that whole aspect. And it addresses, you know, national crisis and crises, crises or whatever the fuck. Anyway, uh, it talks about like, you know, nuclear fallout and power outages, rolling blackouts, riots. Well, anyways, I'm gonna put um, I'm gonna make Alistair into an audiobook. I try to tell you don't do that. <laughs> the only problem with the Alistair audiobook is, you know, it's female characters. So I don't know if I should voice female characters. I can't do a female voice, so you ain't getting it from me. If I don't, if I don't do it that way, and Sarah has to do it, now I got to edit audio, and the book. I think to read it, what's an average book? Probably 12 hours to read. I mean, it's 12 hours of recording. So I uh, listened to an audio book not too long ago about that drug website on the dark web called the Silk Road. And the guy that narrated it talked pretty much the same the whole way out. And it aggravated me how monotone he was. But that gave you a level of uh, relaxation was that he didn't change pitch, he didn't change his voice, he just read it. He just read, and you could do the same thing if you wanted to. Now, you got like 100,000 words in your novel, so that's going to be tough uh, for anybody to get through that. You and, as, I'm reading, as I'm reading it out loud for the audiobook, I'll come across the stupid shit that you put in there, and I'll, <laughs> I'll fucking redo the whole damn thing. Yes! The infamy lives on. <laughs> Anyways, well, we've 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 hit close enough to our hour. We can. Yeah, we, we ain't do shit tonight anyway, so we can wrap this one up, boy. Next time, get somebody on the show when you know Daniel and John ain't gonna be here. Oh, you know, you know, you mean you don't like just struggling through this for an hour? <laughs> yeah, it's fine, but it's it's more. No, no, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Hey, we didn't do, talk about shit. You got to eat whatever the fuck it was you were eating earlier. Yeah, I did. Well, I would have done that anyway. The cereal? 
No, it wasn't cereal. Captain Crunch? No, it wasn't Captain Crunch. I don't even like Captain Crunch. Well, what was it? It was fucking food, and I ate it. No, we I'm got people that. that you can get on the show. We got Austin. We got Brandon. We got uh, – I don't know if you want to get Jacob on the show because I got a feeling like he's going to try to, like, you know, direct it the whole way. You know what I mean? He's got a very strong personality. Well, we'll uh, we'll meet back again tomorrow for another exciting episode of Big Beefing. Wait, are you gonna get that shit together for Friday? I'm expecting this. Shit. Uh, well, okay, so there's been another development in that. Fuck. Apparently, <laughs> one of the parties involved doesn't want to be exploited for this issue, and it may be difficult to get that person on. God, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> He doesn't want to be exploited. What the fuck? We're not exploiting him. <laughs> he doesn't want to serve as people's entertainment. So he doesn't want people getting on this and liking it and either making fun of him or enjoying the show more just because he's on it. He doesn't want to contribute in any way to some manner of success because John's in the fucking thing. Ah, dang it, man. I was looking forward to this. This was like the highlight of my week. <laughs> Hatred runs deep. I'll try. I'll try to see what I can do. I can't make any promises, though. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's just put a pin in that and and see about getting Austin on, and he can talk about his music or some shit. You don't have to have him on for the whole hour. You just have him on as a special guest spot. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. We're at B Beefing at Big Beefing on Twitter. Uh, B. I like saying that shit every day, B don't you? What Big Beefing? <laughs> What do you call it? I don't. I don't call it anything. <laughs> when you when you tell people about the podcast, what do you I'll say? Do this podcast. We're on Skype. What's it <laughs> called? Podcast. That's what you I call it. What it's called? <laughs> I, I usually text them the YouTube link. How do you say this? Uh, it's just like it's spelled. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how it could get more easier. Big beef in. <laughs> Fucking simple. <laughs> What's going on with t-shirts? Are we got anything going on with t-shirts? No, man. We've pretty much stopped all of our creative shit. <laughs> you wonder what's happening with this channel, man. We don't fucking keep anything going. Daniel's puppet idea is like the last big thing we had. <laughs> it wasn't even his idea, apparently. Get <laughs> yeah. behind that, too. Well... <laughs> we got some work to do. Yeah. Third, got some new episodes up. Check them out. Check out the uh, conference, and uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow to hit it again. All right, y'all have a good night. See you, bud. Yep.